changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Thoughtful Thursday, and it's Teacher Appreciation Week, so I want to share a couple more stories with you from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Teachers. We've all been touched by teachers, and I bet you can name your favorite teacher from your childhood right now without even thinking about it. But today, I'm going to turn it around and talk about when teachers have been inspired and helped by their own students, because it does go both ways. In our first story, Christy Letter tells us that she was running back and forth between the high school where she taught and the hospital where her mother was in the ICU being treated for stage four cancer. Christy writes, no teacher likes to admit that she's distracted past the point of effective education, but I was. In class, I'd start pondering CAT scans and lose track of which topic we were covering. Christy was driving to the hospital every day during her free period, which backed up to lunch and then rushing back to her classroom to teach the first class after lunch. And by the way, this poor woman had just given birth six weeks before, so she had a new baby to care for, along with handling her full teaching schedule and visiting her dying mother every chance she got. One day, Christy's mother clung to her. Christy needed to rush back to school, but her mother wanted her to stay with her during her chemo. Christy explained that she couldn't, but that she would visit again that night after she fed the baby. Poor Christy, she was spending more time at the hospital than she was with her new baby. By the time Christy's mother let her leave, she was late for class. She rushed back to school, worried about whether she would be fired. But when she ran into her classroom, she was shocked. One of the most popular kids, an aspiring musician and not exactly a hard worker, was standing at the front of her 10th grade British literature class, moderating a discussion of the book they were reading and writing his classmates' answers on the whiteboard. Christy just stood there listening and grateful and shocked. I got this, her students said. Well then, I'm heading back to the hospital, Christy said. Her class laughed and Christy was awed by the support and understanding of these teenagers who had shown they could rise to the occasion and help her get through an awful time in her life. Now, Jessica McIntosh Brockington tells us another story in the same vein. She was a first-year middle school teacher, and she had found it emotionally exhausting and not as rewarding as she had expected. She was young and inexperienced, and she felt like her students were always waiting for her to make a mistake. Like Christy, Jessica was doing too much. In addition to being a first-year teacher— which is really hard because every class you teach all year is the first one you've ever taught on that part of the curriculum, she was also going to graduate school. One morning, she was sitting there exhausted, thinking about how many weeks were left in the school year. It had just been Mother's Day, and she was wondering how she could ever become a mother and still be a teacher. It all seemed impossible, and she wondered if all the training she had undergone to become a teacher was for naught. Maybe she couldn't stay in this profession. That was when she heard a knock at her door. One of her students came in, and he was not exactly one of her favorites. He was a cool kid who preferred playing basketball to being in class. He had also broken Jessica's favorite snow globe that she had displayed in the classroom. This boy, 
who was contributing to Jessica's feelings of hopelessness, shyly handed her a large flower that had probably come from his family's farm. He had stuck a bird feather in it, too, to decorate it. I got you a Mother's Day gift, he said. Jessica was shocked. She wasn't a mother, and this was middle school. Kids didn't give teachers gifts in middle school. The boy was flustered by her reaction, but he went on, You know, since you were like a mother to us and all that, I thought you should get a present, too. Jessica told him he was the sweetest person in the entire world and that she loved it. After he was reassured, he left the room, and Jessica locked the door, and she cried. She says, That moment took me through the rest of the school year and several more. Which is why we made our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Teachers. We know that teachers get demoralized, and they need these stories that assure them that they are making a difference and they are appreciated. In fact, as we chose the stories for the book, that's what I was thinking, that I hope this book would, in its small way, help to address the teacher retention problem by motivating the teachers who read it, who might be wavering whether they should re-up for another year of doing what they love. We're reminding them why they are teachers. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back tomorrow for Friend Friday. You'll meet Gail Fischel of the USO and hear about another group of people who deserve our appreciation. Tomorrow is Military Spouse Appreciation Day, and we're going to talk about military families and those spouses who hold it all together for our service members.